0: Bless you, Lord God, withholding nothing. You know, that is a song that just, you know, the sentiments of our hearts should be saying the same thing. Lord, I'm not holding anything back from you. You know, we can say it with our mouths, but what is our heart saying? You're listening to Cornerstone Apostolic Church. This is our Sunday morning live broadcast. And just want to just thank God for your presence and thank God for those that are listening this morning those that will hear this later on and bless you for sharing the broadcast and the link with others you know we believe the Bible is the Word of God therefore I am faithful bold the church we believe the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God in Jesus name. If you're not obeying the word of God, uh, then you're living beneath your privilege and your thought of obedience. Is is that what God, is he saying the same thing? Is he saying well done, good and faithful servant, or are you living in a, uh, just living a mirage thinking that it's okay with God and, and that it, Even though it's contrary to his word, you have to get in his word to understand his will. And so the the best way to face opposition is by obedience to the word of God. There's going to be opposition in this life, but you must obey the word of God no matter what. If you have missed any part of the message or messages, please visit ConnectingTruth.org and click God on Demand for an archive of the messages. The Bible says some things come with fasting and prayer. I wanna encourage you again, if you're not fasting, if you're not praying, uh, my prayer is that you are. And those that are fasting, those that are praying, I want you to know that I'm praying for you, I'm praying with you. And I touch and agree in those things that according to the will of God, when we pray, we should always pray and ask the Lord for his will to be done. When normal attributes and characteristics and persuasions that we do have, that we possess, uh, don't apply to the situation, you're going to need to uh, use some fasting and prayer. And at the same time, know and understand that we must allow the will of God to be done, uh, as on earth as it is in heaven. Now we're in the book of Acts on Sundays, or we, and on Tuesdays the book of Ezekiel. At least we were. However, I feel a sense of urgency to teach on the on being rapture ready. And so as I've gone through and was thinking and praying and, and trying to, uh, you know, figure out how to how to implement or how to get the word out. You know, and uh, and at the same time, uh, stay consistent with what uh, what we've been doing. Uh, it, it, it it leads me to alternating on Tuesday uh, Tuesday Bible class. So on Tuesdays, uh, Tuesday Bible class, I'm going to uh, alter between Ezekiel and Acts, and spend time uh, through the rest of the year. remaining uh, speaking about being rapture ready on Sunday morning so I'm going to alter I'm going to be alternating Acts and Ezekiel on Tuesdays because it's imperative that you be ready you know many have forgotten uh, about the coming of the Lord or they choose not to think about or they say well it hasn't happened yet you told me that this was going to happen you know many years ago Jesus is coming soon and people have heard that down through the years Uh, Since uh, pretty much back into the beginning of time, however, you need to understand that it was only by the grace of God that that the rapture did not take place. Uh, Even though many things have lined up in the word of God that would uh, point to his that has pointed to his coming. However, it is the grace of God that he did not come. What if the Lord would have come while you was getting lit? What if the Lord would have come while you were turning sheets? You're in the bed with someone that wasn't your husband, someone that wasn't your wife. They belong to another, but there you were. Uh, what if the Lord would have come uh, while you were doing those things that were considered uh, abominations? Some, uh, some, even right now, are trespassing, trespassing the word of God. Uh, they know what is right to do, but yet they're not doing it because somebody told them you don't take all that. Uh, I was speaking with with a a person and they told me that their their new friend uh, told them that uh, it's not, it doesn't require all that. And they leaned over to what their new friend was saying, uh, not realizing the Bible plainly tells us that evil communication corrupts good manners. And so they have not been faithful unto the Lord since they met that individual, since they began on a selfish journey. And so we must we must remember that the Lord is going to come. Now this is a very cornerstone is a Bible-based church. We believe the Word of God, and, and we're very transparent about uh, about uh, about the ministry and uh, the saving of souls, because there is nothing more important than the saving of your soul. So very blunt about some things. Not in, not about embarrassing anyone. It's not about but it's just about exposing sin. The Bible said that repentance and remission of sin should be preached in his name. And so you can't do that unless you touch on those things that are offensive to him. Now, when there's something that's not offensive to him, he will also identify that and he will bless you. And so it's not one-sided because God is a just judge and meaning that he is righteous. A false, a, a false balance is an abomination to the Lord. So God deals with the good and the bad. He deals with both areas. And so when we line up with the word of God, we line up with his will, uh, then you, know, you can look over in Revelation and see how the Lord addresses that. Uh, there were seven churches in Asia and some of them uh, were spotless before him. And the Lord dealt with that, blessed them, commended them. And then there were those that allowed influences to come in and he dealt with that as well. So God is just. Knowing and and His Word says that I would that no man perish. Uh, again, share this link and share the broadcast. Save a soul. Spread the word. You know, uh, there are so many tools at our fingertips uh, that we can use for witnessing. Uh, you know, uh, and uh, it is the church's responsibility, and has always been the responsibility. To be a witness for the Lord and the Lord is going to hold uh, each of us accountable uh, for that because when we come to the truth when we come to the knowledge of his will uh, especially those that have been uh, that claim I'm saved sanctified filled with the Holy Ghost I've been a, I've been in this way for a long time and, and that could be a problem too. you've been in the way instead of uh, being part of the solution and so uh, God God is looking hold and will hold us accountable for what we do and what we do not do. Again, for the remainder of the, the year, we're going to be teaching about being rapture ready. So this is not going to be a, uh, 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 even though I'm excited about it, uh, you know, the rapture is something to be excited about. And we'll get into that, not this, uh, but we'll get into it. Uh, you know over and over again because it is something to look forward to and you should be looking for let me let me tell you why is because he's coming back for those that are looking for him now on our website connecting I posted a video that speaks volumes connecting there is a video there that was that I seen some years ago and I went and found it and posted it there. And it speaks volumes, you know, a picture is worth a, a thousand words, as they used to say, when you look at what is, uh, what is posted there on the website and you watch that video, I don't think that I have to tell you anything else. Now, this is not about the tribulation period. I'm talking about being rapture ready. So I'm not talking about the tribulation period, not getting into all of that, uh, because you don't need to, you need to be ready. And not, not, not trying to be ready during the tribulation period. Uh, and I'm not even going to touch on it. I'm resisting uh, saying some things right now. i not talking about setting a date. You know, only a fool do foolish things. We're not talking about setting a date and time about the Lord return. Uh, I'm not a fool. Only a fool do foolish things. The Bible plainly is clear and says in Matthew 24, 36, but of that day, an hour knoweth no man, know not the angels of heaven, but my father, the Spirit of God, the Spirit that created heaven and earth, the Spirit of the living sovereign God. He's the only one that knows the day and the hour that he's going to return. Look, men can't even tell you about the day that they that they're gonna leave here. Uh, let alone talking about the coming of the Lord don't get caught up in that kind of mess where people are telling you a day or a time Uh, but know the know the seasons you can know the seasons but at the but at the same time don't be pinpointing talking about a day or an hour and if anyone uh, try to tell you a day uh, or an hour you better run run for us run you better run run like Joseph run like Forrest Uh, Run. Run like you're running through the airport. Run like you're going for a touch. You better run uh, your best, your fastest, and get away from that individual because they are misled. Uh, They are not speaking the word of God. Matter of fact, they are cursed. Uh, The Bible said, if an angel from heaven uh, come with any other gospel, uh, let it be a curse. We're over in the book of Genesis as we begin this series of messages about being rapture-ready And so we're in the book of Genesis, the fifth chapter and the 24th verse. Uh, And so the the Bible, the word of God, which is most important, the the word of God, the word of God. There's nothing that supersedes the word of God, Uh, the word of God, heaven and earth will pass away. But his word is going to stand. It is the word of God that we need is the word of God that I want and I, I. Believe it is the word of God that you want, and so we desire, we touch, and agree on the same thing. Lord, sing Your word. I'm not interested in opinion. I'm not interested in in somebody uh, speak giving a message that's going to uh, tickle your ears. And uh, you know, I, I'm I'm very strongly I oppose those ministers that that say things to get the women on their side, say things to get the men on their side. Uh, You know, and uh, all of that, woe to them that sow seeds of discord among the brethren. You know, it's not about bashing anyone. It's about deliverance. It's about your soul being delivered. And so uh, I often say, if you're not living up to something, don't don't try to make somebody else do it. uh, You know, we talk about being rapture ready. And then it covers those things as well. It's easy to get up behind the microphone and to say a lot of things, but listen, uh, you better live this. You better live it. And whatever you're telling other people to do, you better be doing it. Uh, My prayer and and my soul's concern is not to preach to others and then be a castaway. Paul addressed that issue. And so I'm not looking to be a castaway, but I'm looking to be saved. And I I believe you want to be saved as well. Listen, rapture ready, rapture ready. Genesis 20, Genesis, excuse me, Genesis 5 and and verse 24. It says, Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. God took him. Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him. Let me read that again or maybe even several more times. Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him Are you walking with God today Some would raise if I said raise your hand some would put their hands up others would not some just would not respond at all because they just don't want to respond but listen here Enoch walked with God and he was not for God took him Enoch Enoch. Let's take Enoch name out and put our name there. I am walking with God. Carl walked with God. And you can put your name there. If you're walking with God, you have that testimony this morning. If you're walking with the Lord, you have a testimony. And there's no greater testimony than the fact that you are walking with God. You know, we believe in testimony service, and I'm a strong believer that in testimony service, it is about what God has done and the fellowship that we have with the Lord. Now, if God worked a miracle. He worked something out that was unworkable, and it was a God-only situation. Then we want to know about it. Uh, but because uh, you was able to get a Toyota, uh, and that person that just came over here that, that just got a minimum wage job got a Toyota, too, and they didn't know the Lord. Listen, there are some things that we need to think about, and there's certainly some things that we need to talk about. Uh, God, the Bible said, Enoch walked with God, and he was not, for God took him. Enoch walked with God. He walked with God. Are you walking with God? To be rapture ready requires good fellowship. Good fellowship is required. Good fellowship, good fellowship. Good fellowship is required. Merriam Webster, this dictionary defines rapture as a as an expression or a manifestation of ecstasy or passion, a state of experience of being carried away by overwhelming emotion, a mystical experience in which the spirit is, is ex- exalted. Uh, to a knowledge of divine things. But we know that, that that's only a partial description. It's only a partial description. There is a now called, uh, or now, uh, es sunagach, which means to gather together. It is the act of gathering together or assembling together. When we think about rapture, we're talking about being assembled together. Everyone is not going to be assembled together. Uh, And so, uh, you know, everyone is not, I'm sorry. Everyone is not and will not be assembled together because they are not in good fellowship. They were told good fellowship required, but they have not come into the fellowship and they will not be coming into the fellowship. Now, we pray, uh, I, I don't believe that you know uh, people curse one another. You've heard it said before, and I, I'm quoting this, but someone uh, will say go to hell. You don't want your neighbor, you don't want your enemy, you don't want anyone to be cast into hell. And so you should never express that to anyone. You should never tell anybody to go to hell. Uh, hell was created for the devil and his angels. Uh, the devil and, and his angels will not be sitting in hell having a party, uh, getting a groove on, and doing. The, it is a place of torment. When Jesus was on the scene, uh, and those demons that he encountered, they said, uh, they asked him, "Did you come to torment us before our time?" So even the devil, even fallen angels, demons, know that there is a time that is coming where they will be punished, where they will be tormented for the sin that they have brought uh, with them, the sin that they have influenced upon other people. Whether we're under the grass or on top of the grass, there is... Uh, There is not, just want you to understand, there's not gonna be two waves of rapture. Uh, We must be ready in the moment. The Bible lets us know, we must be ready in the moment and in the twinkling of an eye. We must be ready in the moment and in the twinkling of an eye. Maybe you forgot that, Uh, you you hadn't thought about it, but it's in the moment and in the twinkling of an eye. Uh, In that moment and in that twinkling of an eye, you will not be able to go and get your, uh, your train pass uh, renewed. You will not be able to get your transfer uh, bus transfer stamped. Uh, you will not be able to fuel up your car. You will not be able to slip your shoes on. Uh, you won't be able to put no clothes on. You're not gonna have an opportunity to change in any kind of way because it is in a moment and in the twinkling of an eye. Now we're dealing, we're in dispensation right now, we're in what is considered the dispensation of grace. And so uh, I just want to, to mention uh, for the Bible students that are listening, uh, that we, uh, that there are, uh, through biblical studies, there are seven different dispensations that are identified. Uh, one is the uh, innocence the, uh, or the Adamic period where Adam and his uh, fellowship with God, uh, he had fellowship with God, uh, prior to his fall that dispensation ended with the expulsion uh, expulsion of uh, him and Eve from their garden from the garden of Eden sin will cause you to lose what you once had uh, he had they had a nice home they had a an environment that was well uh, that had a perfect climate and everything was subject to them and was given to them by the will of God However, for a moment, the Bible said that man will miss out uh, for a moment of pleasure, for that moment of pleasure, for that moment that you stop and you say, wow, you know what? I can't resist this. I've got to do it. You know, I've, I've often heard it said uh, through, the, through the years that, you know, I have to do this. I've heard women say, I have to have sex. I've heard men say, You man, I, I can't pass up that. I got to hit it. You know, and so for a moment of pleasure, uh, I got to steal that, you know, just look so good. I I just need that challenge. I'm going to take it. I'm going to get my hands on it. I'm going to enjoy it for that moment, that opportunity of pleasure. Uh, You can and will miss out on eternal life. Why? Because it's going to happen in a moment and in a twinkling of an eye. Uh, There's been people uh, that I remember listening to a news broadcast on the way home where a uh, deputy chief of the fire department died in a situation of sin and now his wife and his family and all of them is finding out about it and it's all over the media in the moment he didn't know he was going to have a heart attack in the moment he didn't know that that she was gonna in the moment you didn't know that you were gonna crash and hit in that moment you didn't know that that someone was going to confront you and it was going to escalate into another situation. In the moment, you didn't realize that while you were doing that thing, the damage that it was bringing up on you. Well, I got away with it. None of that happened. No, we never get away with anything. Uh, we all are accountable to every action that is taken. And the only thing that erases, that removes the stain of sin is repentance, and the blood of Jesus Christ. We're covered by the blood of the Lamb, and, and so Adam and Eve, when they when they did what God said do not do, they were put out of the Garden of Eden. Sin will cause you to lose what you had, and so you, you it, hold on to it by not sinning, by doing what is right. Listen. Then we have the dispensation. That was the dispensation of innocence and Adamic period. And then we have the dispensation of consciousness. And you know, from the fall of the flood, uh, uh, even uh, this worldwide outpour that lasted 40 days, the flood was preceded by several evangelistic messages. Now, I've heard it through the years where uh, the ministers got up and talked about how Noah preached that it was going to rain, the flood is going to come and, you know, drip drop. And uh, those were good messages that warned us about pending danger. Uh, but I also as I was reading the word of God during that time, the other, uh, there were other messages that, that, was, pre- that was preceding uh, the flood. There were several evangelistic messages. One of them was that my spirit shall not always strive with man. And another, his days are limited. Another message, the wickedness of man. Another message, evil imagination. Another message, I will. And so the end of all flesh. And Noah had a good understanding and a good uh, was very clear about the promise of salvation if he obeyed what God was saying. Now, let's just stop and think for a moment. Now, God sends a message. God sends his word saying that this is what I'm going to do. You have to believe what God is saying in order to act or to uh, do what he is uh, asking you to do to save yourself. And so when Noah received and having his good understanding and the promise of salvation, was based upon his obedience. The promise of your salvation is based upon your obedience. If you're not obedient to what God is saying, then you're not in good fellowship and you're not ready for the rapture. And so Noah did what God was saying and he built an ark. It took time for him to prepare. It took time for him to to really to grasp what was, it had never rained like this before. Noah had to uh, come into a mindset of embracing what was going to occur and then work on it regardless of what others were saying. Your salvation does not depend on what people are saying about you. It depends on it depends on what God is saying about you you want the Lord to look at you and you want to find grace in his eyes like Noah did you want to find the grace of God in your life just like Noah Noah did what God said he and and God did what he said he was going to do and so Noah and his family all them that believed were saved because they held on to the word of God, Noah, as a father in his home, as a leader in his home, warned his family, said, listen, uh, this is what God is going to do. Now, the Bible does not go into uh, detail of what Noah and his family did, went behind closed doors. But I'm just going to say that they believe God. And I believe that since they they accepted the word of God, they were making sacrifices unto him. They were teaching the children and, and raising them up also to believe the word of God. Is Are we doing that today? Are we raising our children? Are we telling others uh, to be ready? Are we, uh, uh, you know, uh, uh, reminding people that what we see happening around us lines up with the word of God? The third dispensation, human government. After the great flood, humanity is responsible to enact uh, the death penalty the, uh, after the great flood. Yeah, this ends with a dispensation at the Tower of Babel. Uh, man had one language at one time, and, and so they all spoke the same language, had a clear understanding, and, and had there were some principles and morals and laws that was, that was coming into play. And, and so the Bible said that they built a tower, and in building that tower, uh, they had the mindset that they're going to reach heaven without God. And the Bible said that the Lord looked down and saw what was going on and he confused their language and they could not communicate any further with one another. And in that, uh, men begin to spread out uh, even more and begin to speak uh, other languages. Listen. The dispensation of promise from Moses, from Abraham to Moses, it ends with the refusal to enter Cana and 40 years of unbelief in the wilderness. During this time, God sends his word, says, this is what I'm going to do with you. I'm gonna deliver you, I brought you out, and all you have to do is believe. However, they refused to believe and they did not enter into the promised land. You also have the law, the Mosaic law, the dispensation of Mosaic law, from Moses to the crucifixion of Jesus Christ, which ends with the scattering of Israel around AD 70, and, and so uh, then we have the dispensation of grace, which is where we are at this moment. We are in the dispensation of grace. From the cross to the rapture of the church is considered the dispensation of grace. The rapture is followed by the wrath of God constituting uh, or called considered the great tribulation. And so that is the age of grace or the church age that we are in right now. We can, uh, it's referred to as the age of grace or the church age or the dispensation of grace. Now, in Ephesians, the third chapter, uh, verses one through seven, it said, For this cause I, Paul, the prisoner of Jesus Christ, for you uh, Gentiles, if you have heard of the dispensation of grace, which is given to me toward you. Paul was an apostle. Uh, the Lord made him apostle unto the Gentiles. Uh, he preached to everybody, but he, his responsibility was to minister unto the Gentiles. How that by revelation he have made known unto me the mystery, as, uh, as I wrote afore a few words, whereby when ye read, ye may understand my knowledge in the mystery of Christ. Now, let me touch something here, because uh, many come and they say they have a rhema word. They come and they say, I have a word from heaven. That word that they have must line up with the word of God. If a message comes, uh, consider it a rhema word, uh, a mystery, and it does not line up with the word of God, do not receive it. It must line up with the word of god or there is nothing to sustain it the fifth verse which in other ages was not made known unto me unto the son of man as it is now revealed unto uh, unto his holy apostles and prophets by the spirit that the gentiles should be fellow heirs and of the same body and partakers of the promise of christ by the gospel Whereof I was made a minister according to the gift of the grace of God given unto me by the effectual working of his power. Now, the seventh dispensation, which we're not going to go into, but we're going to be spending a lot of time in the dispensation of grace because that's where we are on July 12th, 2020. We're in the dispensation of grace. The seventh dispensation is the millennial kingdom, a thousand year reign of Christ on the earth, ascended uh, in Jerusalem, uh, ending with God's judgment and, man's, uh, and those men that will rebel against God. The uh, antichrist is uh, anything that is against the Lord and, and the spirit of antichrist is here even today. Now, Adam had fellowship with the Lord. He had quality time every evening with him. Adam and the Lord met regularly uh, until Adam violated the rule. Adam violated the rule of the relationship. Uh, He decided that he was going to do things his way. Uh, Adam, the Bible let us know that he was with the Lord in the garden, that they were spending time with each other. And, uh, and, you know, uh, your fellowship is only as good as your commitment. Is only as good as your commitment to the rules or to the rule of the fellowship, the rule of the relationship. Adam's relationship was severely damaged when he chose to follow someone else's advice. Uh, Many are following other people's advice when we should be following the advice of the Lord. Relationships emotionally, mentally, and even physically become damaged when commitments are taken lightly. Like uh, you and I, Adam had opportunity to step back and discuss the situation before it destroyed the relationship. Uh, Adam did not have to take of the fruit and eat of it. When Eve ate of it, when she listened, uh, first of all, when she had a conversation with, with the serpent uh, who, and, and then decided to eat of it and she presented it to her husband, Adam did not have to do that, but he chose to. Uh, when we choose to do what God says don't do, then we uh, suffer the consequences of our behavior. One thing I've learned in ministry and in life in general is that uh, you can't uh, everyone is uh, uh, has an opportunity and what you do with your opportunity is on you. you have an opportunity to reap the repercussions of your behavior whether your behavior is good. Or if it's bad, uh, you are uh, you are welcome to the consequences of your behavior because the consequences are going to meet you somewhere down the line. And it doesn't have to be bad. It could be good if you're doing what is right. And so Adam had a chance to step back and to do something to discuss the situation uh, before it destroyed the relationship with God. If we take the time and discuss the issue before acting on the persuasion, uh, many marriages, friendships, and other relationships could be saved. Uh, jobs and employments and different things, credit and different things could be resolved if we took the time to discuss the issue, to step back and not be persuaded to go a different way, not be persuaded to, to fight against uh, those things that could save it, those things that could help out. Listen, to be rapture ready requires good fellowship. Good fellowship requires listening. It requires communication. Listening and communication is a practice. It's something that you may not have learned to do. Uh, Maybe you didn't have someone in the home teaching you how to be a good listener. Uh, Maybe there was not an example of a good listener around you. But as time went on, you came into a realization that listening was good. And so uh, when you practice, practice listening. You got to practice listening to the person that you're talking to. Don't cut them off and try to fill their thoughts and try to uh, 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 fill in the blanks and and think you know what they're about to say. Let them finish their thoughts and let them know afterwards that you understand. And if you don't understand, then it's a time to ask questions. Somebody said it's it's not good to ask the Lord questions. Uh, but I beg to differ because the Bible shows us and illustrates uh, from Genesis to Revelation with conversations that men were having with the Lord. Now, those conversations that they were having were legitimate conversations. They were uh, proper conversations. They were right uh, conversation. And so uh, when Mary When Mary, when the word of God was found, Mary and the angel asked, she said, how can these things be? I'm a virgin. I've never had sex with anybody. And and so how am I going to be pregnant? And and he explained to her uh, when, when the Lord met, they would ask the Lord questions when shall these things be and then the lord chose whether he was going to answer them or not listen they asked jesus they said they said uh are you going to bring are you going to deliver israel at this time and you know they were under roman suppression and lord said and i'm paraphrasing look go to jerusalem and stay there until you endure with power Uh, that's going to enable you to be a witness for me and and so there are some questions that you're not going to get answers to And, and and so in our fellowship In our fellowship with God, uh, you can ask him questions, you know, but just make sure that the question you ask, think about it before you ask it and, and just don't assume anything. But listen, good communication, practicing being a good listener, being a good communicator is essential in every arena. Being a good communicator will help you in whatever you're doing. I know if you're playing football, if you're communicating well, you know that's what the quarterback does. He's supposed to communicate well. And so listening and communication is a practice, something you learn to do over time. And when you're in a good relationship and the communication build has built up, you can just look at one another and, and know what each other is thinking. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, it's time for us to learn how to be a good listener and how to digest and how to process the information because it will benefit all of us. The Bible tells us in Genesis, Uh, the first chapter 26 through 28 it says and god said let us make man in our image after our likeness and let them have dominion over the fish of the sea and over the fowls of the air and over the cattle and over all the earth and over every creepy thing that creepeth upon the earth so god created man in his image and the image of god created him male and female created he them and god blessed them and said unto them be fruitful and multiply and replenish the earth and subdue it and have dominion over the fish of the sea, and over the fowls of the air, and over every living thing that moveth upon the earth. Uh, Genesis 2:15 through 17, it says, And the Lord took man and put him in the garden of Eden to dress it and to keep it. And the Lord commanded the man, saying, Of every tree of the garden thou uh, mayest eat freely, but of the tree of the knowledge of good and evil thou shalt not eat of it, for in the day that thou eatest thereof thou shalt surely die. Adam and Eve were birthed with everything they needed to have a good relationship with God. Somewhere along the way, man lost the most important possession, and that was good fellowship with the Lord. The Bible tells us over in Genesis 4 26 through 25 to 26, and Adam knew his wife again, and she bare a son and called his name Seth. For God, uh, for God she named him Seth. Uh, she said, uh, Have God have appointed me another seed instead of Abel. Remember, Cain killed Abel, his brother. And so whom Cain has slew into Seth, to whom also there was born a son. And his name uh, is called Enos, uh, meaning man or mankind. And the Bible said, then men or uh, then begin man to call upon the name of the Lord. Uh, then at that time, something was triggered and men began to call upon the name of the Lord. Uh, So prior to this, uh, people were walking around and ignoring a relationship with God. They were ignoring calling upon his name. They were ignoring the fact that God was there and available for them. Uh, I wonder, are we doing the same thing today? Are we ignoring the presence of the Lord? Are we calling upon the name of the Lord? It wasn't until Adam and Eve's grandson Enos was born that men began to call upon the name of the Lord. It wasn't until their greater grandson Enoch was born uh, that we have a record of good fellowship. A fellowship is a friendly association, especially with people that share the same interest. So Enoch shared an interest with the Lord. But the Bible tells us that in Genesis 5 and 24, in Enoch, uh, Walk with God in name means committed. It means dedicated. So he was committed and he was dedicated. He was committed. Are we committed unto the Lord today? Do we dedicate ourselves unto the Lord? When we talk about being sanctified, we're talking about being dedicated unto the Lord. The Bible said he walked with God and he was not for God took him. Ena and God enjoy the same interest. They enjoy one another. Do you enjoy the same interest with the Lord? You know, we were uh, preparing for a service and I was asked a question by, uh, how long is service gonna take? Listen, uh, we don't ask how long is school gonna take? We don't ask how long am I gonna be at work? We don't ask those questions, but when we come to God, we put a limit on him. And, and it's so unfair unto the Lord that we limit him. And now as uh, an administrator of the church, uh, I'm aware of many things. I'm aware of school hours. I'm aware of work hours. You know, the minister themselves need rest, especially those that work and do double labor. And, and so uh, uh, when we are approaching and asked, uh, is service going to be an hour? Is service going to be an hour and a half? Is it going to be 30 minutes? It, it's somewhat offensive and it's even I believe it's even offensive unto the Lord that we're not that committed or dedicated to give God an hour of our time. We'll spend an hour on the telephone talking about mess. We'll fin- spend time on watching a movie for two or three hours. We'll spend time uh, doing things that are not uh, beneficial to our soul, uh, but tell God that I'm putting a limit on you. Listen, he was committed. He was dedicated unto the Lord. He walked with God. Enoch and God enjoyed time together. The conversation was inquisitive. It was filled with curiosity, uh, interesting and meaningful questions. Uh, I can't uh, just bear with me in my folly. Uh, I believe that Enoch, as he enjoyed the relationship with God, that he had to ask questions. Questions about what he did not see, what he did not understand, what was going on. On the other side of things, behind the curtain, for the Lord hung the, the sky as a curtain that we cannot see into eternity. And so, uh, what was going on on that side of things? Enoch uh, had questions, and the Bible doesn't list those questions, but I'm just saying, just out of curiosity and, and having an understanding and, and just spending time with God, that he had to be asked in those things, uh, you know, in between the, the time that he had with the Lord. Enoch, in his walk with God, hmm, dedicated and committed unto the Lord. Now, he had, the Bible doesn't tell us this, but again, bear with me. Uh, All the years that Enoch was on the earth, I'm sure he had relationship with other people. He had relationship with men, with females. He had friends, uh, family members. But none of them Have a testimony of how he walked with God. Now, Enoch may have experienced some things in life. He may have experienced those that said, I'm your friend today and couldn't be found tomorrow. Uh, He may have experienced a a relationship that 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 did not work out. He may have experienced some, uh, you know, he been uh, went to Heartbreak Hotel. We don't know uh, his life history. But one thing that we do know is that through it all, uh, he there, he met the Lord. Through it all, he learned to trust. You know, the song used to say, well, I've learned to trust in Jesus. i learned to trust in God. And so through it all, he learned how to be committed and trust in the Lord. And the Bible said the fellowship was great. We don't know. We don't know the exact conversation. But the conversation, it, it led to good faith fellowship. There was good fellowship. There may have been some things that Enoch had to overcome. But the end was that it was good fellowship. It was good fellowship. There may be some things that you need to overcome. And you at this moment, you have to start working on that very thing. And you cannot stop working on it. You cannot stop. You cannot give the devil a place. If you let him ride, he's going to want to drive. So don't even, don't let him in. Don't, don't give him a a moment. Don't give him an opportunity. Enoch may have had to overcome some things in his life. He certainly had to overcome uh, the, the things in which he had learned about his family in the history, not to repeat those same things, not to do those things that they did, but to live a certain way. And the Bible says that he walked with God that he enjoyed, they enjoyed the fellowship. The fellowship with God had answers to many questions, not the questions in which we already know. Now, listen, let me say this. God does not get into other people's business. Uh, You don't get into other people's business with you. It's not your business. It's only only necessary when God is discerning and he sends the spirit of discernment into the life of his minister Uh, to minister to that individual. But it's not about digging into anyone's business. God does not share those answers. Why did they have to leave here? Because it was time. Well, listen, I've heard people say that, Lord, take me. Are you ready to go? Here we are talking about being rapture ready. Good fellowship. And, you know, in the movies, it sound good. I'll die for them. You know, take me instead. You know, all <laughs> that is so humorous to hear that. And that soul is not ready. Is not ready. Are you ready? Are you in good fellowship with God? If you in good fellowship with him, and I'm going to say this, don't run home and do it. But I'm going to say it. The Bible talks about how there were those that would just lay down and give up the ghost good fellowship with the Lord. Listen, Ena enjoyed the fellowship, the fellowship with God that answered so many questions. Not the questions that we already know, but the ones that pertain to our soul. The questions that we need to understand is Lord, how can I be saved? What must I do to be saved? God took pleasure in the fellowship and shared future plans with Ena. Enoch, listen here. The Bible tells us in Jude 14 and 15 that Enoch also, the seventh from Adam, prophesied these, saying, Behold, the Lord cometh with 10,000 of his saints to execute judgment upon all and to, con- and to convince all that are un- of their ungodly among them, of their ungodly deeds which they have ungodly committed, and of all their hard speeches which ungodly sinners have spoken against him. God shared that with Enoch. The fellowship must have been good that the Lord let them know I'm coming back. I'm coming. We're leaving, but I'm coming. I want you to know that there is a day that I'm coming. The Lord shall return. He's coming with ten thousands of his saints, the believers that were committed, the believers that was dedicated the same, the believers in which Isaiah saw, he said, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple. The followers, the believers, the 10,000 of the saints are coming back with the Lord. Zechariah 14 and 5 said, And ye shall flee from the valley of the mountains, for the valley of the mountains shall reach unto Uzziah. Uh, yea, shall ye flee. Like as ye fled from before the earthquake in the days of Uzzah, king of Judah, and the Lord shall come and all the saints with thee. Those that have good fellowship are coming to be with the Lord. They're coming back. Are you in good fellowship? To be rapture ready, good fellowship is required. Good fellowship is required. Bless you, Jesus. We want to offer up prayer. I'm going to stop right there, but we're coming back because um, from now through the end of the year, we're going to be teaching about being rapture ready. It starts with good fellowship. I must be in fellowship with the Lord. How do I get in fellowship with him? When they asked Peter, they said, man and brethren, what must we do to be saved? Peter told them and said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, for the remission of sin. It starts with repentance. Those that heard the word of God throughout history uh, says that as they heard the word, they repented of their sins. They were baptized in Jesus' name, Paul and all of them, Cornelius, the unit. They were baptized in Jesus' name for the remission of their sins. And so we must, if you haven't been, had your sins remitted, you're yet out of fellowship with the Lord. Father, in the name of Jesus, Lord God, we thank you for your goodness and grace. We thank you for your word of exhortation this morning. Lord God, I just pray and ask that the listeners thereof would uh, be blessed. Lord God, strengthen, Lord. Lord, and help us to walk in good fellowship with you in Jesus' name. The book of Jude, the 24th chapter excuse me, verse 24 and 25 says, now unto him that is able to keep you from falling and to present you faultless before the presence of his glory with exceeding joy to the only wise God, our savior, be glory, majesty, dominion, and power both now and forevermore in Jesus' name. Again, this is Pastor Carl Henderson at Cornerstone Apostolic Church located at 524 East Pasadena Street in the city of Pomona. God bless you. As time go on, the Lord sends his healing in the land and, and restrictions are lifted. We look forward to seeing you. Stop by and, and say hello. Be sure to share the link with someone else that they may be blessed as well. And, and uh, until then, be back on Tuesday night at 7 p.m. in the word of God. Getting in, in the pages. We're in the pages. We're in the pages. Amen.